Entertainment Talk TV, it is Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host, Matthew, and I've got Bex with me today. How are you, my co-host for today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Cool. Um, So there's kind of somewhat of a history between us, but sort of not podcast-wise, because we both do Geek Town with David. Of course, if you guys have been listening to Entertainment Talk for a bit, uh, David's been doing podcasts with me for like a couple of years now. Um, and, uh, I don't know about you, but I met him through Geek Town, and then I started doing that with him, and then he came onto my podcast, and then things just kind of went from there. So, h- how did you meet him, roughly? Uh, at Comic-Con, yeah, when I was oh, in Comic Village, okay. um, I was doing the interviews with the indie comic creators there, and just got chatting to, to Dave there, and then he invited me to, to come on the podcast and do some articles for, for Geek Town as well, which was pretty cool. Cool, nice. Um, so you do some YouTube stuff yourself. Uh, me and David do podcasts, and you do uh, YouTube stuff. Um, so how's that going over there? Not too bad. Uh, it's been three years now. Uh, Christmas mm. marked the three-year anniversary of Trista Bites, um, the YouTube channel that happened by accident. So <laughs> oh, it's been How quite, come? quite, quite a journey. Yeah. Um, I only, well, I wanted to do presenting work and um, interview work, and um, the people I was going to do that with didn't actually and still haven't actually made their YouTube channel um, and I was kind of like I'd got quite enthusiastic about this idea of trying to learn how to do presenting and doing the geek stuff and it was going to be quite fun so I thought well I've never done this before I'll just do a couple of videos to try and learn some skills and then I was like oh no I don't know how to film I don't know how to light things I don't know how to edit things so then I ended up doing a few videos to learn how to do all those things and the presenting things and then sort of three years later, I still seem to be doing it. Hmm. Cool. So you, you started about, what, five months before me then? Cause if you, do you mean uh, December 2015 then? Uh, whatever is this number. Yeah. Might, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you said, you said you Basically, just got to the three years in uh, December. Yeah, Christmas was three years. Yeah. yeah Cause uh, my first video I did was on uh, The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I must have gone. I must have started after that. Um, so we started. Well, I started this uh, April twenty sixteen. So it would have been just after, just after you. Um, cool. So that's great, and uh, and everything like that. Um, I've seen a couple of the videos on on your channel and stuff. Some like Pac Man stuff recently. You did some Q and A stuff. I remember you posted that uh picture to Instagram of the the devil's number view thing that uh, happened on one of your videos. Oh well, yeah. Just yeah, every now and yeah. again, <laughs> he's hit six six six, and it's quite comical. Um, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's just just stuff like that. It's just quite fun to post stuff on the social medias and things. Uh, that between that and having a, a long random debate with more than one puppet on Twitter recently, which has been entertaining. Uh, I didn't think my life would get to a point where I'm sort of making YouTube videos about things like yeah, the mini Pac-Man arcade uh-huh. by Numskull and um, going to all the comic con events and interviewing all the indie games creators and things, and then also having conversations with puppets on Twitter. <laughs> so that's fun. I've been talking to. Uh, the angry puppet, um, and I've been talking to Murray from Oddpod. Okay. So that's that's two puppets I'm apparently now friends with, and Murray insists he's also best friends with Jackie Chan. So that makes me one degree away from <laughs> Jackie Chan now. Yeah. YouTube's surreal. That's all I could say. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to worry about video stuff over here. Just uh, making sure things sound right and edited properly and all that kind of stuff. So. 
Yeah, because um, I considered YouTube at the start, and then I'd heard about all the, the uh, monetization and the copyright issues, but my interest was generally more podcasts at the start, because that's where I'd, I guess you could say, sort of got into the, the industry of that, because I was listening to other sort of like IGN podcasts and Bold Move and Geek Town and all that kind of stuff, so uh, I was just looking towards iTunes straight away, so... Um, yeah, so you can find uh, Bex, uh, it's Trista Bytes with a Y. Yeah, because I was trying to be funny and making a geek-related pun, because I used to build computers. So yeah, bite size, bytes, computer bytes. It's it's funny, it also means it's really hard to explain to people how my channel is spelled. Mm. Also using my surname as the channel name means that I get called Trista half the time and Bex half the time, but I don't really mind that. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so if you guys are listening on the on the website and you check out the post for that, I'll put a link to Bex's YouTube channel. Uh, if you're also listening on the podcast services, it should work the same way because those links usually do work that way as well. Uh, and then you can check out Bex's stuff as well. Um, but what have you been kind of watching lately since that's what we had to uh, talk about today? Uh, I've been watching, um, well, I was watching a couple of different things. Because uh, I've been quite ill recently. Uh, just I mm. spent Christmas with small things. Small things of about the age of five and six. Small relatives are basically patient zero. Um, if you spend Christmas with small things, you become ill with at least five different things uh, straight after. So I was horribly ill and I couldn't concentrate very well. Um, and I couldn't really go outside and bright lights hurt my eyes. So I needed to watch something that was kind of dark also really stupid where it didn't matter if I wasn't paying complete attention and um, that I wouldn't mind if I didn't remember so I basically binge watched the entirety of Gotham okay which right. is wonderfully terrible um, <laughs> it is it, it, it is, is one like of that. the most preposterous yeah. TV shows ever um, for anyone who doesn't know what Gotham is it is a prequel to the Batman universe which has sort of got a, a teenage Bruce Wayne but primarily focuses around a younger uh, detective Gordon as he is at that point he's not in charge of everything yet um, but after about one season they realise it's ridiculous and they realise that people are kind of watching it for, for g- giggles really rather than taking it seriously and they just run with it mm. it's like it, you, characters don't stay dead for more than an episode by the fourth season like they're on the third actress for Poison Ivy, um, who's yeah. called Ivy and not Pamela, which is annoying me slightly. Um, every single Batman villain ever, even really obscure ones, is suddenly created and born now at this particular point and is in Gotham um, and have all kinds of crazy interactions. And it's, it's it like literally almost every character has either died, come back to life, got superpowers, lost superpowers, been reincarnated or cloned or changed actor by this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite entertaining. It's one, it's one of those guilty pleasure shows, I think, now. Right. It's, it is one of those shows that, like, has an episode where you're like, okay, that wasn't great, that was actually pretty bad. And some episodes were like, yeah, I want more of that, please do more of that. And then you realise the show has 23 episodes a season, um, which is always a problem with, with any show, because it's always too many episodes. And it's, as a Batman fan, I don't know about yourself, but as a Batman fan, it's yet another way of saying, hey, Batman's not ever really going to be on TV, but here's a young version of him who isn't quite Batman. And then you go over to Titans and the exact same thing happens where it's like, hey, Batman's in the city, but we're never going to show him to you kind of thing. Um, even <laughs> we su- don't have the copyright for that particular yeah, character design, yeah. so have a teenager instead with a slightly more generic looking mask. Right. Or one that wears sort of a trench coat, which is sort of a bad Batman costume without the mask. It doesn't call himself Batman, but is, you know what I mean? Like, it it just teases it that, that kind of way. 
Well, originally they weren't going to have Bruce Wayne in Gotham at all. It was going to centre entirely around the police force and it was going to be a lot grittier um, and a lot less preposterously, stupidly ridiculous. Um, But I think that in order to get the funding for it, including Bruce Wayne and that kind of side in it, just helped them, I think, because all the initial rumours and reports were that it wasn't going to have Bruce in it at all. And I think that would have been a better show, although I am enjoying just for comedic value how ridiculous the, the the show they've created now is yeah especially in the what you said with killing off characters and bringing them back they've done that so many times that i've i've lost count especially with uh was it like tabitha and barbara they've died at least a couple of times i think but, uh, and most characters sure. have died at least three times i think now <laughs> yeah like look at penguin and um uh the riddler, riddler yeah and um oh, they um butch so, yeah, as well but, butch has yeah. died like or come back to life like four or five times now mm. um or the joker that's clearly not the joker because they don't have the licensing for it but it definitely is the joker that's like <laughs> gone away and come back and then gone away and come back differently and they keep saying how he's not the joker but using all the joker plot lines and the new 52 version of joker stuff on him mm-hmm. um i mean it's got to the point now where it's so silly i don't know if you've seen season four but like there's literally bits in season four where someone's been kidnapped and there's a henchman sitting in a room reading a copy of detective comics yeah so, and yeah yeah <laughs> they had um selena falls out a window and they do a straight homage of the scene from batman returns where she's lying on the floor and the cats chew her fingers to wake her up um and they have a brass band being controlled by the joker that's clearly playing a bit from the batman tv show theme yeah i remember that bit from yeah last year it's just yeah. It's it's so it's so silly. Trying to describe it to people, I'm like, it's it's ridiculous. Don't view it as a Batman thing because it's like someone took loads of Batman stuff, threw it in a blender, and <laughs> then like threw loads of kind best. of yeah. sugar and things in it to like make it just like a ridiculous kind of I don't know, a cake version of Batman. This makes no sense. This metaphor's got lost already. Um mm. they baked something up that is clearly not a Batman comic, um, and is kind of nice but but um, deserves no merit for writing, let's say. <laughs> right, yeah. Although the penguin's good. Mm-hmm. I do actually the, quite the like penguin, the... I, think, quite I do actually quite like the guy who plays the young, young Bruce. You can kind of see bits of Batman in him at times. Not all the time, because the show's not always concentrated, like you said. Um, but, uh, no, I think him and the... Uh, I can never say her name. It's like Cam, Cam Ren or something like that. Um, the woman who plays uh, Selena, I think she does a good Catwoman. She's cut or, or Selena at this point, um, and that kind of stuff. So it it's still good at some stuff that it tries to do. Um, and when it does kind of hit the nail on the head, it does do that quite well. But then you sometimes have to wait for almost the season finale for that to happen. Um, There's so many different plot lines going yeah. on at any one time, as well that you just kind of like, oh, that person's dead. That person's alive. That person in league with this person okay right so julian Bashir from ds9 is Razar ghoul apparently uh oh he's dead oh he's back oh he's dead oh he's back um and it's just it's it's very fast paced but it's so ridiculous and inconsequential if anyone's alive or dead that you can kind of miss a bit and carry on watching it and not have missed anything because whatever you miss there it's probably doesn't matter anymore right um but i i am i am i, am, I you know i'm saying this it's a terrible show but i really like has got some good actors in it uh which are kind of carrying it um and i think the fact they're now self-aware that what they've made is just utterly preposterous and they should just go with that i think that's helped them 
quite a lot. I think trying to maintain it as a serious drama like they did for the first season wasn't helping them because mm. that wasn't what they'd created. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're in their final season now, aren't they? Their fifth and final season, so it kind of has to wrap up. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what I'd almost like is if, and this probably won't happen again because of you won't get Batman on screen, is like if they ended, because um, I didn't see the end of Smallville, but I, I heard that that's when he became Superman in some way or, or something. Um, but what I think they should do is end Gotham and have Selina and Bruce become Batman and Catwoman and then have a Batman show, but that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah. We won't get a Batman show, but no. we probably will get a silhouette of Batman at the end of this, even though he's a bit too young. Yeah. Um, so I think that they'll probably, yeah, do the, the Smallville ending because I think that's the problem with doing something like a a prequel like this is that we know where it goes we know which characters survive or not i mean they did invent some additional characters which i think helped with that because fish mooney is a a really awesome character um, and she's not in the comic books so they did do that in order to give something that was a little bit less um predictable although the show is not particularly predictable because it's quite random (laughs) but they um they gave themselves a little bit more breathing space there by by putting some additional characters in uh, but a lot of things we we know what's going to happen obviously james gordon is never going to, to to die um obviously penguin's going to survive it's it's one of those things that takes away some of the drama and the weight of your scenes if you keep killing off and bringing back characters the audience knows are going to survive beyond the end of the series uh, and i think smallville had that a little bit too and um i think um uh, well, so the, 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 the Krypton, they said it sort of far enough in the past as a prequel because it's the grandfather of Kal-El, Superman, um, that there's some characters you know have to survive because Superman, um, right. but the rest of the cast are all completely new to a lot of people watching it and it's set far enough in the past that they don't have as much of an impact. So it gives you a lot more freedom to to keep your audience a little bit more on edge i think yeah yeah i've not seen any of krypton i don't have that much real interest for it in terms of superman himself i don't have much interest there let alone his uh grandfather so i remember when that was first announced i was like oh i probably like wouldn't watch that um what are your thoughts on the pennyworth series i think it's a 10 episode or an 8 episode limited series that they're doing it's like the backstory of uh alfred yeah um I, that's one of the ones where I'm not sure if it is if who the audience for it really mm. is, because um, I I don't really know what they what they're gonna go with with that kind of thing. At least with Krypton, you were like, okay, this is an entire sci-fi series set on an alien planet, and yeah. they're gonna have Brainiac, and it's gonna be really big and epic. I'm not sure how well something like Pennyworth will mm. will do with today's audiences. Um, it's it's a it's a strange choice for something to kind of reserve judgment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if it is a limited series, as I've read, um, then it doesn't matter if it gets renewed or not. But uh, I guess it's just something they want to try. Um, what else have you got on your list? Uh, I'm now up to date on um, iZombie, which I absolutely love. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, that is uh, obviously for for those who don't know, iZombie is very exceedingly loosely based of uh, a small comic by the same name, and follows a um, 
a young woman who is turned into a zombie at a party and um, she can see the memories of people by eating their brains so she decides to join, join the morgue in her police force so she can solve crimes. So it's a bit of a procedural crime solving thing but with zombies and zombies uh, don't go full Romero as they say in the show unless they haven't eaten brains for a long time so mostly zombies are just normal people with fake tan and some hair dye and otherwise you can't tell um, and it's just got a really good vibe I love the casting I love the writing it's very funny uh, it mixes procedural with overarching plot so there's an epic overarching plot about what would actually happen if zombies were existing in Seattle and how you know sort of like one of the antagonists is a a kind of crime lord guy who becomes a zombie he starts up a funeral parlor called Shady Plots and starts um, turning very powerful people and rich people into zombies so we can blackmail them and sell them brains at a really high price and it's just like it's sort of looking at what sort of something so I say realistic but that's probably the wrong word ways in which uh, a miners zombie apocalypse might affect a modern capitalist city um but with a good sense of humor there's lots of puns in it the main character's called olivia moore so live more um one of the main government organizations wanting to weaponize the zombie virus is called uh fillmore graves um it's uh it's very tongue-in-cheek um but it's it's really enjoyable it's a really good cast of characters and it evolves and the characters change a lot as the series goes on as well yeah, me and me and Robert covered uh, last season. Was it yeah season four? Because season five, the final ones uh, this year, um, yeah, which is which is coming out in May, the fourth and the fifth. Um, I think not yeah. soon enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we did a because I think we were like uh, we did this thing. I think it was twenty seventeen where like Prison Break and Orphan Black and a bunch of shows came out, and I was like, okay, we'll just do season reviews for all these. And that kind of stuff. And uh, iZombie season three at that time was was one of those. And then the year after, we had a little bit more time. Uh, well, Prison Break and Orphan Black weren't even on that year because uh, they well, Prison Break sort of finished, but Orphan Black did finish. Um, and then we decided to do uh, season four weekly. Um, and then yeah, it, it got to that point where uh, what was it? They were doing all the renewals and cancellations and stuff. And me every week, me and Robert were like, "Are they going to renew this show? Are we going to end up reviewing like a cancelled show?" Uh, which we've done once before with uh, 24 Legacy, but that wasn't actually cancelled till the season finished. This was like a week by week thing um, as mm. the season was going on, and we were like, "Oh, is it? We get it? Is this actually the last season?" Uh, but they did renew it for for a final one. Um, it was getting like slightly less than a million viewers, which I guess isn't great, but isn't as bad as uh, Z Nation was doing, which was like 400,000 a week which was really bad um but luckily cw renewed it for the final season this year and that that should be some fun to do um yeah i need to see where this goes now it's got yeah. phenomenal with the whole kind of like zombie religion and uh, um thingy's dad escaping from the well and thinking he's the zombie prophet and um yeah it, it's it's escalated nicely is the way i kind of describe the plot line for eyes on me yeah it was interesting uh, when we talked about um what was the dad's name again i can't remember the dad's name um i've forgotten the dad's name yeah yeah but when when he was in the world and stuff and me and robert were like okay when when he gets out and finds out what happened well, no, no it was he when he broke out and stuff and uh he was out in the public doing stuff every week me and robert were like What's gonna happen when, like, you know, the the uh, Clive finds him and Liv finds him and uh, his son finds him and everything, and it blew up 
in kind of the way that we uh, we ex- we thought it would do, uh, but it was quite entertaining to, to sort of watch still, um, and quite sort of realistic yeah. to sort of what happened because he was doing that thing in the church, wasn't he? And yeah. um, are we okay to say spoilers before I say any spoilers on the show, or should I keep the spoilers to myself? Um, is it for <laughs> Zombie you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess you can then. We did. Well, I just I'm yeah. wondering if he's actually uh, a de- deceased zombie or not because when he falls off that horse when he's sort of riding triumphantly to escape the city, um, he gets taken out, but he's out of shot. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He comes. Yeah. He falls off the horse after trying to lead the zombie exodus from Seattle to take over the world, and uh, yeah, then they're watching him get killed but he is below the camera angle on the floor so it could have been someone else so i'm curious as to whether or not that is actually an exit because they normally don't shy away from showing such things on the show yeah, uh, i mean no. it's not a particularly gory show by any means but right. they 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 there must be a reason they didn't show that it's, it's it's obviously a deliberate choice to have cropped the frame at that point hmm. So I probably remembered that when we were doing the podcast, but I don't remember pointing that particularly out. So that'll be interesting, yeah, for the last uh, last season. Um, yeah, I, I saw some... Because uh, I also didn't know it was actually based off a comic until, the, like, I think the third season when we when we did that. Because, like, once I'd gotten into the doing the podcast and stuff, and then Robert was like, this is based off a comic, and I was like, oh, okay. Because so, everybody kept saying, oh, it's one of CW's uh, DC shows, and I was like, is it? Um, that that always kind of uh, confused me slightly in that way, but I guess it is because of the comic and stuff. But um, I don't know. Um, what else do you have on your list? Uh, I've been watching the Three Percent, which ah, is a one of them Brazilian things, one dystopian of them that I sci-fi. I continuously scroll past on Netflix and, and <laughs> intend to watch one day, but then you never do. So, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Cool. It's a very in- intriguing premise, and it's very well written and acted as well. Um, uh, if you've if you've read the the premise of it, it's basically set in a in a dystopian future where um, you've got that standard kind of class divide. Most of the people live in the slums, have kind of low tech, and then in this case, exactly three percent of the population live on the offshore, which is a high tech, shiny, lovely world where all the resources actually are. And the idea is that when anyone hits twenty years old. They can go through a thing called the process and um, they can be chosen to become part of the 3% and go to the offshore. Otherwise, you go back to the mainland and live the rest of your life there. So you get one chance in your life to to prove yourself worthy of being part of this 3%. Um, But it goes into a lot of the the challenges that people suffer. There are people trying to um, like do these tests and decide who who goes and who doesn't and, and how people are coping with getting halfway through the test and then having to go back to their normal lives there's kind of almost religious belief in it by some people or in like that the, the, the process will you know sort the, the the good enough of society to go to this mythical offshore and then there's the cynical people trying to start up sort of a terrorist organization group called the cause who think that resources should be shared equally and want to destroy it and it's quite a, a nuanced series. It's it's quite a slow pace at times, but a lot does happen. Mm-hmm. I suppose I suppose with something like that, when you're dealing with uh, resources, because that is an interesting sort of tool or an element to sort of put into a show. Uh, I mean, me and me and David have sort of seen that on Walking Dead for more uh, well, since it started, I suppose. But once more of the groups and stuff started to form in Walking Dead, it was it was more of that sort of situation, especially when Negan came in later. Um, so it is always an interesting thing for them to or literally kind of fight over depending on what show you're watching um, do you mean it's slow in terms of 
maybe that stuff like happening and like a sort of uh, uprising of, of sorts is that what you what you maybe mean it's sort kind of? of a it's a slow pace it's not yeah. it's not like watching Gotham for example where like <laughs> five million things happen in an episode and you're not sure who's alive or not it's much more of a kind of measured slow slightly um, kind of um, ominous kind of feel to it because you're following especially at the start you're following some of the people going into the process and they don't know what's going to happen and um, it's quite high stress for them and things and you have uh, you also follow one of the guys who's leading the process and he has secrets and he has issues and things going on so it has okay a kind of so it's, it... it's not like a light easy viewing fun thing like i zombie and and gotham and stuff it's <laughs> it's more of a serious slightly slower paced um that you you can kind of feel the sense of dread and like this so they're in these buildings that are just huge white oppressive walls okay. and you they've used their budget quite well to create things that feel very much like threatening environments and like untrustworthy environments and things which i I think is is very clever on their part Hmm. it sounds interesting like i said i've clicked on it a lot of times but just never actually pressed play so um is it a series a series isn't it not a film yep there's two series up already they're um eight episodes each oh cool i think i think the first first one's a bit longer but then they're sort of 40 minutes long after that point if i remember correctly um but it is one of those ones that you kind of you you watch a few episodes and then you're intrigued and then you watch a few more and it it kind of becomes a a deeper mystery as it goes on and the second series is set a year after the first series so it's the next process is happening but you're still following mostly the characters uh from the first series and how their lives changed since the process depending on if they succeeded or failed and what their goals were Cool. So it's uh it, it's quite an intriguing one. I'm really liking it. I think it's I think it's very well written. Cool. That's a Netflix original, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe so. It's not just a UK original, is it? Because they ha- they have that sometimes where like we import a show over to here on on Netflix and it has original all over it, but it's actually an import from like CBS or something. So um, I don't know. It's okay. a Brazilian show. Um, I'm. Okay. It, it says Netflix. It does say Netflix original over it, so I'm assuming it's it's Netflix money. But I I haven't looked um, more into where that licensing came from. Okay. And you've seen the the whole first two seasons. I've seen um, the whole of the first season, and I'm part way through season two now. Okay. Did it get renewed for season three? I I don't know how many seasons they're aiming for. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I will have to look that up for you. Um. The other thing I watched, uh, well, I did rewatch the IT Crowd recently. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, as a completely different thing from one extreme to the <laughs> other, um, yeah. long, long format dystopian uh, cyberpunk to um, twenty-minute short British comedy. Um, yeah, just, just did you know to, to keep things varied. Um, I still love the IT Crowd. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, I, um, I remember what it was sort of a box set on all four or whatever and i caught up with it then and then they didn't they redo the series finale they had like another episode and then that one i watched when it was actually like on tv but even that was a, a couple of years ago uh yeah because i remember when it ended and i was like oh that's a good ending and then they came back and they were like we're gonna give you like a different ending or like a, another series finale which you don't often see when things wrap up like that so, um, mm. but no, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, is it Chris O'Dowd and um, 
Richard Richard, Richard Iowabi. yeah. Um, yeah, they make a, and a little bit of Noel Fielding and various other people. Yeah, I like with the um, have you tried turning it off and on again thing from mm. from that, uh, which applied to some things today <laughs> on on Skype and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I've worked in IT and built computers, so it it, it speaks very loudly to me yeah. um, as someone who has had to tell people to turn things off and on again. Um, it's it, it's a good show. It's very funny, and I think it is one of those ones which um, a lot of people can relate to. Um, it's also strange going back and watching it after having watched multiple series of humans which is obviously the same actress playing a utterly completely different type of role yeah and to kind yeah. of see the the breadth of her acting skills from the the very kind of over-the-top comedy one-liners to completely serious deadpan drama um but it's a it's it's a fun little show and i do enjoy it it's on my list of british comedies that i have on dvd that will sort of get get pulled out to sort of stick on with friends and you know friends sitting around in the living room in the background things like that and mm-hmm. red dwarf and black adder and uh the young ones and things just um they stick around i think yeah what other british comedies have you, have you seen uh, apart from the ones i just listed yeah, yeah um i do like um uh mitchell and webb stuff as well okay Definitely. i liked their um what was it called they did back i think it was called on Channel 4? Yeah, I, th- I think that was last year and it got renewed for a, for a second season. That was pretty good apart from one episode they did, which I... Um, it wasn't a bad episode, it was the way they dealt with a particular subject. But other than that, that was that was quite a good show. Um, but uh, yeah, they've, they've done some... some yeah, I, I watched... Um, I re-watched Cupping a little while ago. What, what did you say? Coupling? That's oh. a, that's an old British comedy, um, yeah, written by the guy who was writing the up till recent Doctor Who stuff, whose name I've temporarily forgotten. Oh, Chris Chibnall, the the one before Chris Chibnall's the current writer. Oh. The uh, I'm not sure. I, the I didn't follow the, the the previous years. I've watched it's this. Completely slipped my mind. Yeah. But never mind. Okay. Apologies for that, listeners. Um, no but yeah, it was one of his first shows, um, and. Coupling's still very funny, but it seems so incredibly dated now. Uh, you mentioned that you were still watching Friends, and you sort of like, that again is another one that seems incredibly dated mm. when you watch it now, and you're just kind of like, oh, they, they wouldn't make that show now. Um, those jokes actually aren't anywhere near as funny or quite the same as I remember them, and Coupling's a little bit like that, uh, as every single character is such a ridiculous stereotype. Um, but it is still quite funny. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny you <laughs> mention that, because... Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rewatching Friends. I'm watching it for the first time, and so obviously none of it's like quite dated in that way because I haven't seen the episodes and stuff. But I get what you mean because uh, I think not 2018 Christmas. It was 2017 Christmas. Um, I went to rewatch like maybe one or two of the Christmas, uh, the Office episodes, the US ones, and I was like, okay, I remember why this is good, but it did have that a little bit of that dated feel to it. So I, I get what you mean in terms of that. But no, yeah, Friends I mean, you have is... entire episodes of yeah. Friends where the comedy is like Ross trying to stop his son playing with a doll because he doesn't want him to grow up to be gay. It's like <laughs> you sort of watch those now and go, oh, that's that's not funny for the reason they intended. Now, yeah, that's kind of cringeworthy. I hadn't really spotted all of this kind of subtext in it before. Um, so there's a lot of things like like that um, and I think as well with Friends they set up a lot of the 
or they popularized a lot of the cliches that are now mainstay in a lot of these kind of sitcoms as well they were this really massive sort of worldwide massive sitcom and then you can kind of see their influence in a lot of things after mm-hmm. so sometimes their jokes now you look at them and think oh, i've seen that joke a million times and it's like maybe that's because partly because it came from there to start with um in the way if you give somebody lord of the rings now they go well that's just like every other fantasy book i've read and you're like yeah but that's not the point yeah um yeah, <laughs> but yeah anytime i've rewatched episodes of friends now i've kind of looked, sort of not thought they were anywhere near as funny i mean i was never a massive massive fan of it but i kind of look at them now and i feel like hmm, if this were aired now there'd be a lot of youtube videos shouting about them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um didn't netflix play like a lot of I don't know if it was a hundred million. I might be misremembering that, but they paid a lot of money to keep it on until twenty twenty. So, because um, there's some people that said the Warner Brothers are launching their own streaming service because could because in everyone's five years everyone's launching their own streaming yeah, service now, years, aren't they? Everybody will have their own one. I think NBC, not NBC, yeah, NBC, the uh, Good Place um, Network. They said that they're launching their own one. So, yeah, everybody's yeah. eventually going to have their own streaming service. So. Um, yeah, well, that's sort of more how it is in the states, isn't it? They have a lot of services to choose from, whereas here we just have TV with catch up, yeah. Prime and Netflix, basically, and there's some of the the anime ones like Crunchyroll and stuff. But that's that's basically it. Whereas out in the states, I think they've got quite a few more, and that's just the norm out there. Yeah, because they've got all like HBO subscriptions and Hulu subscriptions and all that stuff. Over over here, it's basically the the main three subscriptions is like Sky. Uh, Amazon and Netflix. Those three tend to pick up like some of the bigger US shows and stuff. So, um, mm. but yeah, I'm towards the end of season seven of uh, of Friends. So uh, I've still got a little bit left. I'm not going to race through it for any reason. So um, it's all, I, I sort of watch one a week or two a week, and there's just little twenty minute episodes here and there. So yeah, there are still some bits in it which are exceedingly funny, and it's one of those things that. I apart from like the odd episode or clip here and there I've not seen it since it aired and people can still quote stuff from friends yeah. and I still get it and can reply it's it's one of those shows that really really sticks with you um I think I preferred stuff like Frasier okay. rather than friends when if you've ever seen that no, I haven't seen uh, I think I've seen bits of Frasier but I've never like watched it properly like I'm doing with uh, friends now um, I need to do the same with uh, Fools and Horses which as a British person is pretty bad that I haven't seen that yet so because uh, that's obviously quite a classic, um, uh, and it would help if it was on BBC iPlayer, but it's it's not because BBC. Oh, that's weird. strange. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're missing a surprising amount of well British shows that I think that they own. So uh, it's very, yeah, very I'm pretty sure there. they own Only Fools and Horses. That's yeah. quite bizarre. Yeah. It's on Netflix, yeah. but they have season like two, three, and then some specials. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, okay, what else do you have on on your list? Uh, other than that, I've watched. Um, well, I've watched. Uh, I've rewatched Hackers, the movie. Okay, I've I've not heard of that. I don't think. You've never seen Hackers. I don't think I have. No. Um, it's incredibly famous. It's the first movie Angelina Jolie was in, which is one of the reasons people remember it. But oh, it's a okay. it's a film from the early nineties about um, some teenage hackers that get drug dragged into a into a massive conspiracy, um, and it is. Uh, it's a comedy. It's completely ridiculous. Um, you know, the bad guy um, stands holding to the side of a car on a skateboard in order to take a floppy disk of information from one of them at one point, trying to look really cool. <laughs> um, it's very, very camped up. 
um, it takes the idea of kind of um, hackers having these personas and ramps it up to 11. So they go to meet some elite hackers and these elite hackers have got weird matching clothing and wearing polka dots and they're called Razor and Blade um, and have their own nightclub. Um, it's It's very very silly um and very teenage and very 90s it also has the absolute brilliance of the per- the people making it didn't know how computers worked at all okay um so when they're hacking into things they'll do some clicking on a keyboard and then suddenly what's on the screen will turn into these crazy 3d renders of all these numbers and equations going around the screen and they'll be like oh my god you've broken into the mainframe you can see the and i'm just sort of like this hacking just looks like dos right <laughs> It does not have crazy 3D animations on computers that clearly at that point in time couldn't physically run such animations anyway. Um, and um, it's it's very funny in that regard. But not only is the fact that it, all the hacking stuff was completely wrong to start with funny, but obviously it's early 90s. So anything they got right is now extremely dated and also funny. So there's nothing like people looking at a laptop, which is obviously like crap by today's standards, and going, oh my god, it's got a 28.8k BPS modem! <laughs> and you sort of go, oh, my phone in the middle of the desert could do better than that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a film that tries very, very, very hard to be cool, misses horribly, and as a result is hysterical, but kind of knows that. Okay. Um, it's funny. Yeah. I do highly recommend it. Um, I'm always surprised when I meet people that haven't seen it because it is such a cult classic film. Um, and, yeah, just very, very funny and very silly. Um, so that was that one. I also finally, finally got around to watching Solo. Oh, cool. Was That That was twenty eight. That was the 2018 Star Wars one, wasn't it? Because they've, they've done the sort of take turns, haven't they? Um, when you have one of the actual episodes and then one of the, like, Rogue One films the uh thereafter um yeah that yeah, was 2018's yeah. one solo yeah. was the film nobody wanted um because everybody took massive exception to the, the entirety of the casting and the film's existence from the well from twitter um it was all right it was it was like i i think it was quite an enjoyable heist movie um and it sort of exists outside of the canon of star wars like you can you can watch it and like Star Wars and it doesn't really have any effect on anything. But you could also watch it and have never seen Star Wars and it kind of works, which I thought was quite nice. It's yeah, quite an accessible yeah. little film. It's just kind of a nice space heist romp, really. In, in the way, if you watch like, the Marvel stuff and then you watched Ant-Man, it's, Ant-Man's just kind of a small, fun, right. hi, again, a heist movie, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo was kind of like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I quite liked it uh, last year. I remember reviewing it and saying it was a quite a good like origin story thing. I don't know if they're planning a solo two or three, but I know the guy who played Han Solo's got a um a contract for three films, or at least that's what I read on on somewhere. Um, but I think he did a really good job as as Solo or Han Solo rather. Um, and uh, I'd I'd like to see more of him. So I guess it depends how. Well, I guess they got a sort of well. According to some people, they got to fix this trilogy with Episode uh, Nine because a lot of people didn't like uh, Episode Eight. Um, yep, I've done various videos about the last Star Wars movie where yeah. I tried to make a video calmly explaining why lots of people didn't like it because most other videos on the internet were very shouty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll see what happens with the next episode i don't think swapping directors in the middle of a trilogy then swapping back is a way to make anything that's particularly coherent mm-hmm. um 
But Solo was just kind of fun. Everyone got yeah, so angry good. about yeah. it. It was all right. It's it just yeah. I think it was just it was just all right. It wasn't the best film in the world. It wasn't the worst film in the world. I didn't feel like I'd been like well, I didn't pay. I just watched it around at a friend's on on Blu-ray. But oh. I didn't feel like I was robbed effectively. You know, I, I wouldn't have felt like you know if I'd gone to the cinema, I'd been robbed in the way I did when I went to see Ghost in the Shell. Um, yeah, yeah. I think people just like to be very angry about Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I saw that and Deadpool two on the same day, so okay. that so that was an interesting mix of uh, of films. I can't remember which one I saw first. I think it was Solo that I saw first. Um, but yeah, I've done done that a couple of times. But you have to make sure that you sort of mix the right films kind of together. Um, yeah, because I, I did a uh, Spider Verse and Wreck It Ralph two on the same day last year, which was um, I guess well not both Disney because that was more of a Sony film, wasn't it? The Spider Man one. Because um, it wasn't the MCU stuff, but uh, no, Solo was was good, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they if they bring the guy back. Um, and Amelia Clark was in it as well, and, and she was great and everything. So, uh, and particularly uh, was it Donald Glover as, as Lando, which is fantastic. So, mm. um, and I'm currently watching uh, Community, which has got like a I guess a much younger version of Donald Glover. Um, I also recently watched uh, season two of Atlanta. So, um, yeah. Donald Glover's really, really talented, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him as well. So, uh, have you seen either of those two, Community or Atlanta? No, a lot of people I know watch Community. Yeah. Uh, so it's on my list. I think it's on the list, sort of in the way three percent's on your list. I just sort of go, oh yeah, that's one of those shows I'm supposed to watch, and then I go watch something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What else is on your list? Um, the only other thing I watched recently was rewatching a. A uh, anime called Redline, okay. which is um, the best way to describe it is like wacky races in space. Alright. It's <laughs> um, it's very throwaway and silly, but beautifully animated and very funny and over the top and ridiculous. Um, like it's highly recommended if you want the like an hour and a half of just utter nonsense really beautifully animated nonsense it's a intergalactic space race in which the winner gets a ridiculous amount of money and most other people die along the way crashing into planets and things um and this year's one is being held across territory which is controlled by these robots who don't want people having races across their territory um and all of the characters are from different planets and they're all um very very um unique characters let's say um and it's it's very very colorful very funny very explodey um not exactly uh deep or meaningful but it is it's it's a good it's a good fun film to put on oh that's a film yeah so um cool yeah i'm not really familiar with that much anime stuff at the moment i've heard of different shows here and there and i used to watch uh dragon ball z until there was like five different series or or wherever that show is now because um, they've renamed it or redone it so many times that I've I've basically lost track. Um, I can't remember where I last sort of left Dragon Ball Z, but that was a long time ago. So, um, but I kind of that's kind of one of them series that I I want to get back into. But um, yeah, in terms of anime anime stuff, I've just not uh, sort of I guess you could say gone over there yet and sort of check things out. I know that yeah. um, a lot of people talk about uh, Cowboy Bebop. Is a lot is one that I hear about quite a lot. And yeah, like, yeah, like people talk about that. That's kind of um, cowboys, like the Wild West in space kind of thing. Hmm. And uh, One Piece as well. That's one that I hear about quite a bit. 
Uh, one Piece is one of those really long ones as well. That's another because anything that's like Bleach, One Piece, or Dragon Ball Z is like a massive commitment of your life. So oh, yeah. I tend to stay clear of them. Yeah, I think they had a game come out recently for for One Piece. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It looked kind of interesting, and it was on Switch and stuff. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's the anime stuff that you've been watching. Yeah, that that was a, a thing I just wanted to rewatch because I wanted to again. With being ill has um, right. you know <laughs> meant that I was going mostly for stuff that was not brain intensive, um, apart from the three percent. The rest of it, and I started watching that just as as I was getting better. Uh, but up till that point, um, yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, my head hurts. I need things which are just explosions and silly where I don't have to pay too much attention um, but uh, good fun and um, yeah hence things like Hackers and Redline and Gotham coming back into play cool Uh, nice so that's all the stuff from your list you said yep I think that's pretty much it cool alright we're going to take a quick break here do a bit of housekeeping let you know what we're doing on Entertainment Talk other than this podcast and uh, and then we'll go into my stuff so we'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile, send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, yesterday we came back with Random Gaming Talk, me and Robert. Uh, we talked about my impressions of some PSVR games, because I got that over the uh, holiday period. Uh, we talked about the uh, a couple of, I guess you could say, breakups. Uh, for 2019 because Bungie and Activision have sort of split off and now uh, Bungie uh, are taking full control of Destiny uh, 2 as well so we talked about that um, we also talked about basically all the games we'd played over the over the break so the what we've what we've been playing section was a lot longer uh, this week but uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff there uh, the Good Place came back last week for the second half of season three. A very, very good start. Unfortunately, we've only got two episodes left, which is a shame. And then we'll have to wait a very long time until September, until the series comes back. It's already been renewed, so that's really good as well. Um, but uh, that's very, very good as well for season three. Uh, Star Trek Discovery comes back this week for season uh, two. Yeah, season two uh, on that weird CBS All Access thing and then the next day on Netflix in the UK. So both The Good Place and Star Trek are Fridays Netflix UK in the morning. So that should be some fun as well. So they're going to overlap for two weeks but that's fine. 
Uh, what else is there? Uh, I reviewed the first season of Titans, which came out recently on Netflix, um, which is a bit disjointed, but still quite good. If you listen to what David said this week on Geek Town, I very much sort of mirror what he said there, but I say it in my own words on the podcast there. Uh, he did that with, with uh, Grey this week, and I was on last week's Geek Town, so that's that as well. Um, what else is there? Uh, I posted um, today some of my actual Let's Plays for the PSVR stuff. I think the first poster has got six videos, and then the second one has got four. The other one comes out in, I think, next week or the week after. I can't remember where I scheduled that for, but it's uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you've played some PSVR stuff, haven't you? Uh, yeah, Wipeout is absolutely awesome. Um, I got to play Battlezone as well, and um, a horror one I can't remember the name of. Until then, um, it Dawn. was it was like a it was like a roller coaster and a shooter, but horror. Yeah, um, and as someone Dawn, who doesn't, uh, Rush of Blood, I think that. that yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Rush of Blood sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't like roller coasters, <laughs> and I get scared easily. So um, Larry. Um, uh, Guru Larry, as he's known, um, yeah, he basically put that game on while I was in the PSVR after letting me play Wipeout, and ah. um, that had hilarious consequences. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was—I mean, I did all right actually. My my shooting was pretty good, despite the fact I was in a, a horror horror um, roller coaster game, not liking horror or roller coasters. Right. Um, as I've been trying to avoid playing a lot of the um, the, the scary VR stuff. Um, <laughs> although I've been told it's probably would be really awesome and amusing for everyone if I did that on Twitch. Right. Yeah. I might not sleep for a week though. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I posted some PSVR videos. Uh, what else is it we did? Oh yeah, True Detective came back this week for um, the first couple of episodes for season three. There was two episodes. It started with two episodes this week. Uh, it's only got six left. Um, and my plan is, I did spoil a full spoiler review for the first uh, two episodes and a little bit of talk about the uh, Game of Thrones teaser that came out. I guess the same night as as those episodes aired. Uh, and then I'm going to wait for the season to finish and come back and do a season review. So that's my plan for True Detective. Uh, I think that's all the stuff. I'm probably forgetting one or two bits and pieces, but that's the most recent stuff on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice, because we have the individual feeds as well. Um, let's get to my stuff. I've got four things here, two of which I quite like and two of which I sort of don't. Um, so The Runaways came back, uh, was it last week or the week before? They started with two episodes, just like True Detective did, which I think was last week. I think this week, t- today's episode when it comes out uh, but I've seen the first three episodes it's really really good um, and it's actually getting to the actual runaways uh, section of the story uh, I'm getting on with the characters quite a bit and, and quite liking those uh, and I really do quite like the sort of um, on the run story that, that, that they're trying to tell and everything um, and it's really good the way they're sort of getting more into their, their powers and stuff and it's, it's really one of them situations where season one uh, and a lot of shows do this, obviously, when you have a first season. It's very much the set-up season, and, like, who are these characters, what do they do, and then you have to set them up for a plot, and that plot being the whole Runaways thing. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying that for this uh, for this second season. Have you seen much of that? I've not seen any of it. It's oh. on my list of things that I should have seen. There's quite a few of the, the newer shows that I've just not seen. I thought the things like the Runaways were just going to be very teen drama-y, with which was my biggest complaint of Krypton, that although the, the the set design and the costuming and a lot of the adult characters were awesome, they kept focusing on like teenage love triangles and stuff, which um, I did watch the whole first season, though, so obviously drew me in enough. But mm-hmm. I thought things like The Runaways were going to go in the same direction based on like the age of the cast, but I do need to give it a try. 
it's a little bit like that, but there is some serious moments with some some stakes and consequences. So I get what you mean because some of the CW stuff can can be a little bit like that. Uh, even though I quite like some of that stuff, but um, it does. Yeah, have some... I had the same thing with Supergirl. It's I kind of got a little bit frustrated with yeah. it, yeah. focusing stuff that I wasn't too fussed mm. about and not enough on being yeah. a comic book. <laughs> yeah, me and me, me and Robert quit our uh, Supergirl podcast last season. Season three was the last season that we did. Robert had his his own kind of reasons. We had we had kind of different reasons, but kind of similar reasons. But uh, yeah, that shows uh, a bit of a struggle. It has it. It's a bit like Gotham in that way, where some of it is like really terrible, and then when when it comes around and has a really good couple of episodes or so, you're like, yeah, this is kind of what I want. Can we have more than that, or, or more of that? So yeah, yeah I yeah. find these things tend to end up being they keep focusing around kind of the romance plot bits. Mm-hmm. Because I had that with um, Arrow as well. Arrow, I thought started off really strong. And then after a while, they'd run out of ways to blow up the entire city, so they just sort of focusing on, on um, the Olicity. As I hate when people do it like that, as they call it, the, the Felicity and Oliver romance. And I was right, sort of like, him. but yeah. I don't care. Um, so then I sort of started focusing more on watching Flash, um, and then they started doing it a lot in that too, with the sort of like the wedding and the things, and the, I was just sort of like, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends what people want from their superhero shows, but I tend to watch superheroes and and stuff, and less of the the yeah, whether or not people are admitting they fancy each other or not. It just seems a little bit a little bit too. Te- teenagers care about more than just whether or not the the person they fancy fancies them back. Um, and there are ways to do those relationships that work better. Like in in the Flash, I really like Cisco and Gypsy. Mm. They're cool. Um, but I wanted them to go more to the alternate world and do more stuff there. Although I'm a little bit behind on Flash now, um, and I'm very behind of Legends of Tomorrow, and yeah, haven't even started Runaways. Okay. Um, but yeah, Runaways has a little bit of that. They had some of that particularly last week with one of the relationships, but um, it's one of them shows where once you, not get through that stuff, but once you kind of watch that stuff, there is like uh, some more good stuff in there. But I'm I'm really enjoying that for uh, season two. So, um, And it didn't come out that far after the uh the hulu release because i think they did that as a box set over there on like the 21st of december and then we got it here over weekly uh from like the 2nd of january so it wasn't like one of them ridiculous six month waits or or something so uh, we we can tend to get a bit of that over here in the uk where a show gets picked up and then it doesn't air for six months after the season finale in the u.s so yeah uh, i'm glad they're doing more deals where they don't insist on having that massive delay because yeah it doesn't. I'm, I never really understood who it helped. It was kind of like having exclusivity on something in one country and having it later in another country just encouraged people to pirate things because they wanted to be part of online discussions, which would start when the American show started. So it's more in in the show's interest to be broadcast everywhere at the same time because then you get the maximum amount of social media and review coverage and everything all simultaneously at the same time with no one having to worry about spoilers and like having exclusivity as a channel in America like it doesn't really matter if it comes out here at the same time I've never kind of understood why that was always such a yeah. a big deal and made such a difference to the cost of licenses because it coming out later or not here doesn't doesn't yeah have have much of a bearing on when it came out anywhere else because um, we used to have to wait years yeah it used to be it used to be even worse so we are, we are getting yeah. slightly better but it could still would do with some some improvements. I think Netflix and Sky are kind of the best at it because some of the. I mean, I think True Detective is being like simulcast. I know that Westworld and Game of Thrones were, 
Uh, but particularly the like next day on Netflix thing, like with Star Trek and The Good Place, is probably the best way to do some of that stuff. Because even if it isn't on at two in the morning, being simulcast, it's there the next day when you when you wake up or whatever. So mm. it means uh, you don't have to hide from the internet. The amount of people right. that watch things like Game of Thrones and would have to hide from the internet for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's getting better, but it can still do a lot of improvements. Um, Friends from College, speaking of a Netflix show that came out uh, the same day as Titans and, and Good Place when when that came back and stuff. Uh, I've only seen the first episode and, and I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it uh, for season two. Um, but the, f- the first episode had this weird thing where like it started off <coughs> quite funny um, with this, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the, the gay couple of the show, they're having their wedding and they're doing their dance rehearsal thing and they're kind of... Um, they're telling their uh, dance instructor about what happened between their friends, because uh, he says about like they they started um, their f- their single friends started sleeping with each other and stuff like that, and they they have like a kind of a weird joke about it and and that sort of thing, and it started well with all that, and then you get to um, I won't spoil which of the characters, but one of the sets of characters got divorced from last season. You don't actually know I think until season two starts. Um, but like the way the way the char- that character or those two characters deal with that is very kind of awkward and a bit sort of um, a bit of a sort of downer type of type of thing, which is a weird it's a weird way they balance that in the show that's supposed to kind of be a, a comedy. But they do have this bit in the first episode where uh, this skunk uh, comes out of the woods, where this character is is, is sort of walking around and. Uh, that has some uh, consequences to, to things that happen there. Um, the cast is really, really good for it. It's got, like, Kobe Smulders and, and some other people. Um, have you seen any of that? I haven't, but you've now mentioned Kobe Smulders, yep. so... <laughs> <laughs> um, that might have to go on the list now, because I would generally watch anything yeah. she's... Yeah, it's funny when they, they release, I think... Because Netflix is just like, hey, here's a trailer for something that's coming really soon. And then a lot of people saw Kobe, and they were like, okay, we're going to watch this, we're, we're in, sort of thing. So, um... Yeah, it's got the guy who played, um, I can't think of his name, but there's a, there's a lot of well-known actors in the show that just aren't coming to my mind at the moment, uh, but it's quite good, and um, I am going to watch more of it, I just wanted to sort of save it a little bit and uh, and, and see where things go. Uh, one show that I haven't started yet, but I kind of want to soon, I'm a bit torn on whether this is worth kind of the time or or that sort of thing uh it's called you it's on netflix david talked about it i think this week and last week on uh on geek town um and he he described it as sort of dexter on the cw which is where you got this stalker guy and he's like obviously attracted to this woman or whatever and he's he's uh i guess pursuing her in whatever way you describe um and I, just, I, some of that stuff can have some of the, the problems that you mentioned of some of the superhero stuff, which is where you do have some of this corny sort of love story teen stuff. And it looks like it's feeding into a lot of that. And uh, I don't know, some, some things like that can be kind of surprisingly interesting. So I'm interested on, on that part. But um, yeah, I just don't want to get to like episode five or something and and sort of fall off of it. I don't know if you've checked out any of it. I've not. So is your protagonist the stalker or the victim or neither? Or You start off with this, the guy who's, um, because I, I watched like the first five minutes of the first sort of scene and he's sort of, that she's walking through this library and he's like, oh, she's going over to G or K. She must be looking for this author or this author and she's heading to non-fiction or fiction. So it must be this or that. And he's really kind of like, yeah stalking her quite sort of um 
yeah, quite strongly in that way. Um, and then he sort of goes over to her and tries to like start up a conversation, and that's about as far as I got. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, but just not right now, because I was kind of more in the mood for the for, for some comedy stuff. So I uh, checked out Friends from College. Um, so I think they're both kind of the the protagonist, although he seems to be kind of narrating some of it. So I I don't know. Does it sound like something that's interesting? Um, I think I need to watch a trailer yeah. for that and try and figure it out because it's a yeah. very unusual premise. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure where you take something if you're got a protagonist who's got a motivation that's dangerous stalking obsession. Um, yeah, because D- David yeah. David said somehow that he ended up rooting for the the guy and that the girl was particularly annoying. I've heard that from other people as well. So I'm kind of wondering how that works out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that if, seems yeah, strange. Yeah, because he's he's not the only person that said that. Some other people have said like, okay, the woman's like really nasty to him and stuff. But I kind of wonder how that happens. Because if someone's stalking you, you're nasty to them. That makes sense. You know. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, or even if they're being stalked but they aren't a very nice person that doesn't mean stalking them's okay yeah, yeah. Uh, that's still a very strange thing but then I watch the like Avengers movies and I root for Loki so um, <laughs> it's it is sometimes that you can write the villain of the piece to be the more engaging character mm-hmm. um, I mean yeah like you said we, we have a show called Dexter in which people root for someone who is definitely not your uh, ideal protagonist so I think it's all going to come down to how well it's written yeah, I suppose so. Um, and in one show I am watching, but might stop, uh, because I actually almost fell asleep during either this week's or last week's episode. I think it was last week's. <laughs> That's uh, not a good sales pitch for it, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the Gifted, which is one of the other... Um, I don't know, something about it is just so much worse, I'm finding, than the other superhero shows. I mean, some of them I've chosen not to watch. Things like Legion, which has got a bit too crazy. Things like Krypton, which I, I said why I didn't have the interest. It's the whole Superman thing, and why would I be interested yeah. in I'm surprised granddad. you wouldn't want to watch Legion. I think Legion is utterly I, amazing. I watched the first season, and I heard the second season just got a bit too crazy, and a bit too just sort of wacky, and I was like, okay, I kind of... I mean, was... you have got entire things happening in people's heads yeah. in the first season. Like, it... it it does start off as it means to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I this whole Lorna and the baby plot for season two, I just wanted it off of the screen. And like, th- there's these interesting things happening with um, this other group that they're they're going after, and like um, the family looking for for their children and stuff, and the whole brother and sister. This this like power connection that they have, they kind of explained it in season one, and they're sort of trying to do a through line of it for season two that stuff's all kind of interesting and they do have some really good like um powers and some interesting powers and like effects from that so when that stuff comes up i'm very interested but then it's like okay you had to like you're not allowed to see the baby and you're upset about that and it i've i don't mind them having that as a plot i just think that they're giving that a bit too much focus as opposed to some of the other main main plots for the for the season and yeah. they, they had like this long 20 minute or so stretch in again I don't know if it was the return episode or the one after that um, where they just really focused on it and they had this whole like flashback thing and I was like okay I get why this is here is to you know it's to try and make this kind of relationship drama between these two characters because there's a whole baby involved and stuff but I just completely switched off from it and then I noticed myself actually doze off almost 
during like the middle of the episode and I was like okay I'm obviously not interested in this because there's been some shows where I've I've stayed up a bit late and I was like okay I really want to watch this before I go to sleep because I'm that interested and then you like you make yourself stay up stay awake that little bit to finish the show you really like so it's obviously not working on that front so I almost just don't know what to do with it because we're close to the end of the second season I'm like can I just sort of see the season out and see if things sort of worth it worth it in terms of it like wrapping up the second season but i don't know i just kind of can't do it so i don't know um yeah it's difficult where you've got something where the main focus becomes something you're disinterested in like i was saying about you know me and arrow and the felicity oliver romance just sort of started taking over stuff because they'd run out of ways to put the entire city in peril or have anyone else fail the city so they just started failing each other instead and um it does get hard to stay focused on the main thing um, at that point. I mean, there have been some, I can't think of any shows off the top of my head, but there have been some shows which kept going into sort of stuff I wasn't interested in and I just started fast forwarding those scenes. Mm. Um, Cause you'd be like, okay, this is just going to be a long scene where two characters talk to each other about whether or not they're going to date. Yeah, and the answer is going to be, yeah. I don't know. Um, if the answer is anything other than, I don't know, one of them will slap the other or they'll kiss at the end of the scene. So I can just kind of fast forward a bit <laughs> uh, as a way of trying not to give up on an entire show, hoping a plot line will just get resolved. And you might find that the bit you don't like is just going to be used up to the finale of this series and then it will be dropped. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, I almost wonder if I should like... Because I think it's had 11 episodes or something and I think it's got 13. So I, I kind of thought like okay should i wait for the season finale to come out and then watch that and then like see if i if like if you if they don't impress me with the se- the season finale then i don't know why i would tune in for the, the third season if it gets renewed or not i don't know if it has been but uh it's yeah it's a strange kind of situation but, but like i said when they come with the the sort of action and all the like effects and stuff and the characters actually use their powers which is, you know, one of the draws of a superhero show. Uh, it's really good. I really enjoy it from that point. I just, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, but um, I'll, I'll I'll see what I decide to do with it. So uh, yeah, and, put and it on when I, you're doing something else, maybe. Right, yeah, <laughs> put, putting some stuff on Twitter for promotion and that maybe. I have actually done that through through some of the uh, gifted season. Like the Lauren and stuff will come up, and I'll be like, all right, I'll just repost this thing that I I uh, posted a couple of days ago, or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even if I do drop out from The Gifted, it's not like I have a lack of superhero shows, so, um, that's not really a problem either. Um, alright, that's the, all the kind of things I, I wanted to talk about, like I said, uh, a couple of the other things that I've been watching recently, so like True Detective and Titans and, and Doctor Who finishing, um, did, did you finish the first season? I remember on Geek Town you said you were struggling with the, uh, the first, um, not the first season, sorry, I did that in the, in the podcast, Jodie Whittaker's first season, the 11th, is it? Yeah, um, the 11th yeah, season. I'm, I have not finished Doctor Who, um, I, just, the writing's so bad, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I just have not found it very easy to get into it, I found the writing of it very bad, and it to be written very much aimed a much younger audience Mm -hmm. um and yeah i've only watched three episodes of the series and i watched the uh, new year special as well which was better than your average doctor who christmas that was was one of the best apart from the one with kylie mogan which was awesome um but it still didn't grab me massively um it just it it was 
fairly entertaining and fairly good but I, yeah I I'm just not particularly um enamored with the way they're writing and, and pitching the show at the moment I feel like it's very much aimed at um kids almost uh, I sort of feel more like I'm watching episodes of the Sarah Jane adventures than I am Doctor Who because hmm. uh, it used to be something that was uh, adults watched it and kids were terrified of it and um, they did manage to get a little bit of that scariness back into the, into the newer special because they actually made the Daleks a bit scary again and I thought that was quite an interesting evolution of you know having a Dalek attaching to a human and using it like it's um, it's puppet and that kind of thing there were some generally quite genuinely quite you know uh, well written bits for, yeah. for Fear Factor in there but I yeah I I'm trying to think of an eloquent way of saying it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to go back and watch the entirety of the season. I wanted to do a, a video on the season, but I can't do that if I can't watch it all because I'm getting too bored. Yeah. Also, don't try to shoot a Dalek with a machine gun. It just it just doesn't work. So, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that scene there's in no the... points for intelligence yeah. for the military. Look at that large metal container that looks a bit like a small tank with a gun on the front. Let's shoot at it. Mm. I remember pointing out in I think the the review for that episode because I reviewed the season and I came back in the new year and kind of finished up the season I guess you could say um, and there was one particular member of of that army he he shot the Dalek from the the front of the the trucks and then I remember they all walked around the back of it and then the I think the same person walked around the back of the truck and into the other side and continued to shoot the Dalek and it was one of them bits where I was like come on. Um, so, I mean, that's not the first time that's happened in Doctor Who. People have tried to shoot things that won't work before. Um, stuff like the Terminator. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't shoot something metal. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So, uh, Alright, so yeah, I do have some other reviews out there for shows that I've also uh, watched recently as well. Um, but I think that's all we kind of want to talk about today. Uh, Bex, thank you very much for, for joining me today and taking some time out to, to do so. No worries, um, thank you is, for having me on. Yeah, and uh, Skype, hopefully you work a bit better in the future and don't keep crashing on me because I'm going to need it in the next couple of weeks uh, <laughs> to record some of these podcasts. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so all the rest of the content is on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, like I said, you can check out Bex on uh, Trista Bytes. Uh, that's with a Y. Um, I will put a link in the show notes, as I said, so you can just click on that. Uh, so go and check out her YouTube videos. If you do want to check out David and Geek Town Radio, uh, geektown.co.uk and of course Geektown on iTunes and podcast services and Spotify as well. Uh, the same as us, the same thing applies there. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, there's a few options for you. Patreon.com forward slash Entertainment Talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, the iTunes feeds, if you are subscribed to them, please also rate and review the ones that you uh, intend to use. That will be really helpful to us as well. Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're thinking of shopping on Amazon, which a lot of you do because they have a lot, a lot of money uh, these days. Um, if you want to shop on Amazon and help us along the way, you can use our affiliate link. Basically, we'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a good, good way to support us as well. Uh, word of mouth, the easiest way to support us, just tell your friends, family, people that you know, share the links on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, that kind of stuff. You guys know how the internet works, so uh, you can do that as well. Um, do you have a you have a Twitch streaming channel, don't you? Uh, I've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch all under Tristabytes. So okay. they're all whatever you want slash Tristabytes, and it's probably me. Cool. You can tell because I have a silly Muppet-looking face. <laughs> uh, I have purple hair, purple hair, and cat ears in a lot of my profile pictures. I'm quite easy to spot. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any questions, comments, any of that sort of thing, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter and Instagram is both eTalkUK. Uh, of course, Twitter is with the at. Um, if you want to email us as well, yes, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, there's also an email form you can fill out on the post for the website and in the contact page as well. Just put in your email and your comment. That will get sent to me as well. So lots of different ways that you can contact us. There's a Facebook group in the Facebook page as well. So many different things for, for you guys to use. It's uh, really good. Um, what else is there? I always forget things in this part of the outro. Oh yes, our Twitch stuff. You can watch us play video games. Uh, you can watch David and Robert play video games as well. Um, so me, Bex, and David have got Twitch streaming channels, and then Robert's got one on Mixer. So you can subscribe to, I guess, all four of us, and then uh, you'll be notified when we go live. You can watch us play video games, all that good, good stuff. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Um, again, thank you, Bex, for joining me, and uh, you'll see her next time on, on Trista Bites. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Cool. Was that okay? <laughs>